Hello, welcome to Back Pain Pals. I'm Lesbian Next Door, or LND. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lesbian next door. I am here with my co-host, Sid Cletty, and you can find Sid at twitch.tv slash Sid underscore Coletti. Today, we are going to talk about discussing chronic pain causing PTSD. Welcome in, welcome in. It's lovely to have you here. Hi friends, how's it going? How's your day been? How's your day been? We are now back at our regularly schedules, which is usually around 2 p.m. EDT for me. Let me have a look. I think the music's a little bit loud. Let me bring the music down a little bit, shall we? We want it as a balance in the background, not a distraction. Okay, I think... I mean, I can still hear it. Let me put myself up. I think that that's okay. It might still be a touch loud. Let me... We're doing all right today. Oh, that's the opposite of what I was looking for. Ah! <laughs> okay. I'm trying to get the levels right first because this one's really, really important. And also anyone who will be listening to the podcast, I apologize for any inconvenience for that. In the meantime, today is episode five of Back Pain Pals with L&D and Sid Coletti. Let me bring in my friend Sid, who is here with me in a voice call. Hello, Sid. We're live. Hello, my dear friend L&D. How are you? Oh, good. And I've got to put your volume down by like 50 percent <laughs> sorry am i eating the it's microphone a... <laughs> <laughs> welcome in i am the great and powerful sorry uh, hi, i'm Elodie. not sorry how are hi, you hi friend i'm good how are you good hi to everybody in chat hello you wonderful people thank you for being here so we're alive actually doing this we've been talking about this for a while haven't we yeah um we've been uh uh, we've been waiting about a month to do this one just because of life, the universe, and everything. Let's transition over. Star swipe. Whew. There we go. Isn't that great? I think the music is now too low. I've been struggling with this the entire time. There we go. Also, welcome Everyone in just let me know. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead, sir. No, go I was ahead, just sir. going to say uh, also to welcome into our podcast audience as well for those listening on uh, any of the podcast platforms. Mm-hmm. We're happy to have you here. We are so, so happy to have you here. And I just, I am overjoyed that we get to do this and that this is part of our life. Same. That we get to sit down and talk about difficult topics and have peer conversations that are really, really needed and necessary. They are. They're not only, I, one thing we've discovered, and I think this is why we started doing it publicly, is because we were having these conversations sort of offline just as you know friends talk about this that or the other um and we kind of had that realization once the whole podcast idea was implanted in our heads to say like here's something that we talk about this is something that we 
focus on to try to have healthier conversations with ourselves and among each other. And why not share that with people? I mean, that's kind Absolutely. of right. That's kind of where this came from. So I'm beyond privileged to be doing this with, uh, with you and to have anybody uh, here for it. Very, very much so. Yep. And um, I'm also going to, to say a little thing that occurred off stream. Um, both of us have been a little nervous about this. And that's putting it mildly, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I put things mildly for, for comedic reasons. Sure, sure. And then pointing it out is also comedic <laughs> as well. <laughs> so look at us doing a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we did a thing. Yay. Yay. Okay, that's the podcast, everyone. Okay, bye. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> so Sid and I have both been a little nervous about this. And uh, we ended up contacting a friend of ours just to, like, give us a little bit of support that we absolutely needed. So, Kissy Kitten, I just want to make sure that I say out loud that I love you, that I appreciate everything that you do. Thank you. And for the same reason, Kissy, I appreciate you, too. Beyond beyond measure, my friend. Your friendship is uh, appreciated. Very, very much so. And, aw, Kissy says that she loves us too, which is good, even though we are sometimes immeasurable pains in the backside. Us? Impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> a I mean, bit. a little bit. Okay. I'm still working with my sound. Oh, dear. Like, I, I've got, yeah, no, uh, the music and you and myself, we're just all having a fight today in my... I don't want to fight. In my OBS. Oh. I know. Neither do I. Oh. There. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put it there. I think that's good. Now, because um, if you can let us know if the music and Sid versus myself, if we're okay for our levels, and then we'll actually like really dive into this. Yeah. I just want to make sure that for everyone who is listening, that um, it is clear and that you can hear us and that things are being drowned out or that like one person is being very, very quiet and the other person is being very, very boisterous loud. and Hello loud. I'm going to canyon. use my big voice. Uh -huh. Yes, okay. yeah. Because <laughs> 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 hell was that? I mean, That's it's girl's us. nervous energy, everybody. Just FYI. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. So we are a little bit nervous about this one. Sid, do the word thing, please. What word thing? Word thing? Do the word thing, word thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the word? I don't know what the word thing is. I, I think it was just to talk. Oh, hi. Sid is quieter than you are. Okay, okay. So if Sid's quieter than me, it's just my headphones then that are the problem. Okay. So let me put you back there. Mm -hmm. You might need to turn him up. I have turned him up. Uh, commenting is is welcome. It's just whether or not we're able to actually address comments and questions. But you are more than welcome to to comment. Uh, yeah, me amor. Um, let me. Uh, I have a trigger thingy. There we go. So, um, we are going to be discussing mostly between the two of us. We will also pull comments from chat. So please feel free to share. If we don't read your message out loud, we still are reading it and we are still seeing it. So feel free to share as little or as much as you would like. This is a safe space for everyone. It is a safe space for everybody. And I also need to mention that if uh, comments are mentioned in chat that might have information that shouldn't be shared in chat, if your comment is deleted, please don't take it personally. Our moderators are doing it just simply to protect this community and yourself as well. 
Absolutely. We don't want anyone to get doxxed. We don't want anyone to uh, to be harmed or anything like that. We want to make sure that everyone is safe. And that is that is a huge priority for us. Yeah. So. All right. Well, with all of that, all that preamble behind us, why are we here today? Uh, we are here today uh, because someone made a comment being like, hey, do you think you have this? Mm-hmm. And you had that conversation with me and my immediate was like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, oh, huh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still kind of reeling from that. So I guess I'll, I'll kick us off. The The impetus behind this was that very comment that L&D just mentioned, which was a conversation between myself and my spouse. Um, I don't recall what we had been talking about prior like what the specifics of the conversation were it's just it had to do with previous uh experience dealing with chronic pain um i guess should we take the time to set up a little bit about our experience of chronic pain and then move into this i know we've kind of talked about it obviously in other podcasts but um i I don't yeah uh, we we can do an intro i think that's probably a good idea um did you want to go first friend yeah, I can kind of uh, kick us off a little bit, I suppose. Um, so my chronic pain began uh, when I was 28. I can tell you the day it started. Uh, May 17, 2008. Um, I woke up, was unable to move out of bed, and that started me down the journey of um, injections, back surgery, back surgery again, um, a, a uh, an addiction to opiate medication, and then all of the fun things that go along with uh, living with chronic pain prior to and after surgery. Um, During that time period between 2008 and 2011, when life began to sort of normalize for myself, um, it was brought to my attention that perhaps the chronic pain that I had experienced before um, caused a fair amount of trauma. I, I suppose I had never put it into those terms because I think I, this time around, so uh, very recently I experienced another issue um, with my back, another level, which um, caused a tremendous amount of pain. Uh, actually more so and worse than, than the, first, the first bout with it. Um, and in thinking in, in thinking of those terms from then, just the just the waiting and the time and the things that I experienced, I I don't want to say disassociate because that's not the right word, but there are times when talking about it that I would sort of just trail off or get lost or just be just kind of be entranced. And my spouse kind of noticed this when I started to talk about it. even in this moment a little bit, actually, referring back to then. Um, and we do have a whole list of the symptoms of what chronic pain, I, I suppose, post-traumatic stress disorder. And again, as as we always will say, we're not medical professionals, behavioral, spe- behavioral uh, health specialists. It is important to note the things that we can talk about, which are, you know, the symptoms that are published. Um, so we'll kind of get into that a little bit. 
But what brought us here, I think, was the the most recent commentary that uh, my spouse made, like I was talking about, where she said I was displaying a lot of signs to her that made her think that what I was talking about was triggering a serious trauma response, causing anxiety, causing me to to sort of step away from normal conversation. I, I don't know. I'm not expressing myself in the best way possible because A, I, I don't quite know the whole background to um, what goes into that kind of diagnosis, other than to say that I have ha- I have been diagnosed prior to, and we'll kind of get into that later as well. But um, it's it spawned this conversation, ultimately, because I think that she's right. I think the way she put it was chronic pain, depending on when, uh, and how severe is akin to torture, like actual torture, which of course mm-hmm. is a, is a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what brought us to this place, I think. Yeah, and Sid and I were sitting in a voice call as we often do in Discord, and Sid brought this conversation up and being like, "Is this something?" And before Sid could even finish his sentence i'm like oh yes yes absolutely yes a hundred percent you like just dove right into him being like yeah absolutely that's totally a thing and i could feel even in the conversation that we were having like you almost being taken aback with how quickly i answered yeah and how like oh yeah absolutely no doubt in my mind kind of answer yeah and, like, I almost felt when I had said that, like, your head almost snapped back with how fast it was. I hadn't considered it. I don't know why, because it's, in, in retrospect, it's so obvious. Of course. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it be its own trauma, right? Because mm-hmm. the things that cause chronic pain can often be themselves traumatic, right? I mean, whether it's an accident that something happens, whether it's the onset of something, whatever those things themselves again can cause uh post-traumatic stress disorder but i suppose i had never considered the idea that the pain itself experiencing it day after day after day could in and of unrelenting. itself unrelenting well, yeah. yes unrelenting is the perfect and word. that's one of those things yes oh yes uh if anything i am good with words you are got great words and um, I, I do mean that like yeah yeah unrelenting is perfect because it just it consumes every detail of your life everything is punctuated by this thing right there's always like a comma at the end of every sentence in life because it always has to include with chronic pain right yes very much so and it, it literally colors our world in every sense of the word um so for myself, I also can pinpoint, I would have to look at a calendar, but I can also pinpoint the exact day uh, my chronic pain journey began. It was a work-related ladder accident um, that had happened and I got a little bit better and then something happened and it got worse and I got a little bit better and then it got really worse. And then I, I was okay for a little bit and then that was it. I had a final blowout. And I've never recovered from that point. And every moment of every day since then, I have been in pain. So even here, 
talking with you right now. Every single one of my episodes that I've had of streaming and episodes here with Sid, I have been in pain. Yes. As I am saying these words, I am in pain. Yeah. And it's horrible for a lot of people to think about. I mean, everybody at some point in their lives is going to deal with some measure of discomfort or ache or this, right? Because that's just life and our bodies just, you know, it just happens, right? No matter who you are. But to paint it in the terms of this chronic pain where it's something that you always must consider in every decision you make. Like we talked about this when we talked about spoon theory, right? Like having enough spoons of the day, you have to make a certain set of decisions that's going to take you through your day and... Oh, yeah, perfect. Uh, that's going to take you through your day, and you only have a certain amount of them. But every moment of that day is, like you said, colored by the decision-making involving your your chronic pain, which mm-hmm. can cause resentment, anxiety, exhaustion, such exhaustion. I mean, there are... T- For me, mm-hmm. it's grief. For me, it's grief yes. is the big one. Okay. And the reason being is it's the, if I wasn't in pain, I could do the things that I want oh to do. Oh my God. Yes. If I wasn't experiencing this, I could go go-karting with my friends without worrying that the jostling of mm-hmm. the machine could cause a pain spike and being stranded and unable to move and like losing the feeling in my leg because a, a nerve is now pinched in my leg and I need my cane again and I'm in public and I'm embarrassed because I need help to get out of the machine and being able to walk. Right. Like that's not a thing that has happened, but that is a thing that I've had. Like I've had been like, I want to do this thing because my friend is turning a certain age and mm-hmm. I want to be there and ha- hang out with them. And I can't, and I have to choose my health over my happiness to celebrate a friend's birthday. Mm-hmm. That kind of grief, yeah, the, the, that and is, mm-hmm. making it make uh, making it make me feel like less of a person. Of course, well, I'm not a good friend because I can't do these things with my friends that my other friends can do because they don't live with chronic pain, but they can be part of this without any problems. I am feeling grief that I have lost out mm-hmm. on being able to do these normal things that people do are that are our age. Without ever blinking an eye about it. That one's a big one for me. That one and the if only. If only I hadn't done this thing. If only I had taken the time to do this instead, I wouldn't be in pain. If only this thing didn't happen, I would be a quote unquote. And this is this is a lie to uh, that anxiety and depression does to you if only i hadn't done this thing i would be a normal person oh yes normal good old normal that one hurts that one hurts and it's deep instilled and i spent a lot of years convincing myself that if i was a good person I wouldn't be living with this pain and that clearly I am a terrible person and that I'm being punished because I'm a terrible person and therefore I'm experiencing this pain. So yeah, the torture, absolutely accurate. Absolutely accurate. So let's kind of go down that rabbit hole of talking about like that self-blame thing because again, like Mm -hmm. I, 
I got fixated. Talk about things coming from trauma. I, I got fixated on pointing out to people milestones. And I, I kind of still do it now, to be honest with you, as much as I, I loathe to um, to reveal this of myself. But I was so... I was so ashamed. Yeah. Of the amount of things that I missed and couldn't do or deal with during that time that I, I suppose I got fixated on pointing things out that like when things normalized, so to speak, when I was able to do things like go to a family event, do a thing with a friend, um, spend time, you know, in a way with my wife that I hadn't been able to spend time uh, in a long time. Like it was always this remarkable thing. And it, it I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. I hated the fact that I had to this need for validation but there was again so much shame surrounding the fact that i just could never be relied upon i could never be trusted because it was always subject to everything i ever did as everything that we do is always subject to where we are where we are in this sort of pain spectrum day to day mm-hmm Absolutely. And it can change in five minutes. We could be having a great day and all is well and just something. Without a doubt. Can absolutely, yeah, can absolutely change it. And a lot of the time it's out of our control too. I would say most and, of the time it is. Yeah. Yeah. And now, to be fair, mm -hmm. um, as someone who has ADHD, yeah, sometimes I will fixate on something. And I won't even realize that the thing that I am doing is causing me pain because I'm so hyper-focused. And as soon as I stop that hyper-focus and like check in, mm -hmm. it's like, oh no. So that's why like I, I'm saying it with a caveat for myself specifically. Sometimes I am my own worst enemy. I mean, I would agree with that. I think <laughs> I, I would agree with that from my own standpoint. I am very much my own worst enemy and i'll just be like oh you know what i just want to get this one last thing done i want to get this one last thing done and then it's going to be fine but that la one last thing is the thing that is going to not be make things okay but that brings us back to resentment because like yep i'm just gonna say it because fuck you i want to do things yeah and you're not gonna stop me i'm my own person you can't tell me what to do body Unfortunately, our body yeah. has other plans for us. And we pay for it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about yeah. you, but when that happens, I spiral because I'm like, oh, I felt great. I did the thing. And the invoice at the end, it sucks. Yeah. When they when you, when your body so. serves you papers of like, here's how much yesterday cost you. Yeah. Now you got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Pay up by not being able to do 10 more things or not being able to go to bed for an hour and a half or 10, whatever, you know. Whatever it is. Yeah. And we've talked about this spiral as well and breaking the cycle of like you're feeling better. So you try to do all the things you haven't been able to do in a while. Yes. And then you overdo it mm -hmm. and then you crash and then you're not able to move or able to function as well as you could before. And then you start recovering and then you start feeling better. And so you do all the things that had been piling up because you had crashed. Yes. And then you overdo it again and then you crash even harder and then your recovery time's even longer. 
and it's a gyre, it goes down and faster and spins harder. And it's a very, very difficult cycle to break. It's the same with mental health as well. You can get into these like irritable, angry outbursts, depression and anxiety spirals have really high emotional responses to things that are going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, higher emotional responses to things that are usually nominal. However, because you were just so overwhelmed and just overloaded, small things can end up triggering Mm -hmm. and having a higher emotional response back because everything else is just panic mode or depression or anxiety or you're stuck in... Uh, in a pessimistic self-blame state. Yeah. And chronic pain can even impact your belief system. Like I was saying earlier, like I thought I was a terrible person. So like I deserve to be in this pain because like clearly I did something awful. Right. Can I ask a question? And if you don't go mind, for it. What? I mean, this might be too personal of a question. What is it? A, what, what drew that out? Like, was that just something... I'm not asking for specifics of why you thought you were a terrible person. Like, delineate that. More so, like, why that brought you to think that that's what you deserve. Because, I mean, I know why I did, but I'm just curious for you what your thought process was. Um, and it's... It, that's okay. And it's something we've talked about before. Um, I've, I live with childhood trauma. Right. And something that I've been working through. And a lot of times, uh, children will blame themselves for the things that adults do. Yes. And take on the responsibilities where the adult was a child in, in in the interaction and the child is trying to take on responsibilities that they're not supposed to. Right. And you kind of talked about this when you mentioned the whole you being called an old soul, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, Sid and I had a conversation offline and I used to be told fairly often while growing up I would have adults come and walk walk up to me and talk with me and have conversations with me and then like look right into my eyes and be like, oh, you were such an old soul. And it wasn't that I was an old soul. It was that I was going through childhood trauma and it was coming through in my face. Which is horrible because then immediately and i apologize i was muted because as you were talking uh i was looking for the handout that you sent me Um, ah yes but the the old soul i i used to always take it as like a compliment when i was a kid and you kind of like so did i popped my balloon when i was like wait a minute no i I wasn't an old soul it's just trauma god damn it childhood trauma coming through I did not have the eyes of a child. I had the eyes of someone who was going through something that they shouldn't at that age. Right. Yeah. So that kind of, again, took the wind out of my sails, however you want to put it. Um, Okay, so... And Retro, hmm? uh, Retro, this is actually a really good comment. The idea that pain has any sort of moral dimension is so toxic, and I hate that it permeates society so much. I agree with you. And that's I agree a with brilliant that. way to put it, too, by the so, way. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Retro, thank you. Yeah. Well, and I think that it, I think the component that makes it happen is the fact that we're emotional creatures, right? So we process information in that binary way of logic and emotion. So, I mean, again, you ask anybody logically, do you think your pain 
I mean, truly, do you think you would have answered yes when you were feeling mm. those moments outside of that? Would you say, yes, I truly actually think I deserve this? Because then it's like a kind of a different story. But I think most reasonable people, even if they felt it, wouldn't admit to actually saying yes to that. They would say, okay, no, I don't deserve this. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm guilty of that thing of where I'll say, no, of course I don't deserve it. I'm still going to feel that I do. I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to be embarrassed by the idea that I, I, I think I do. Or, mm -hmm. or am I off base? I don't know. Maybe I'm alone here. No, no, no. You're not alone. Um, Chess also said something uh, really poignant as well, which uh, the thousand yard stare that has been dubbed for PTSD and military does not only exist in those who have seen military action. No, and I'm glad that message is, is I do feel that more people are catching up to that. I think it took a lot yeah. longer than it was than it should have. But I, I think that is becoming more of a thing that people realize that post-traumatic stress disorder doesn't in any way just is not in any way described as being specific to uh, being in a combat situation or ex exposed only to moments of severe violence or whatever. As a matter of fact, here mm -hmm. we can get to something that we, we picked off of the Mayo Clinic dot org. Um, an, over, an overview of the definition for PTSD. Again, we're not mental health professionals, but we're just taking this from a very trusted source. Mm -hmm. Post-traumatic stress disorder. PTSD is a mental health condition that's triggered by a terrifying event. Those are the key words. Terrifying event. It does not mean combat, violence. It could just be anything that terrifies a person, including the idea of being in pain again. When you're out of it yes yes which ties into one of the um one of the key things which is avoidance yes and flashbacks well, both. so let me finish avoidance and that. flashbacks um, won't yes please sorry uh, so either mm -hmm. experiencing it or witnessing it symptoms may include flashbacks nightmares severe anxiety as well as uncontrollable thoughts about the event most people who go through traumatic events may have temporary difficulty adjusting and coping but with time and good self-care they usually get better. If the symptoms get worse, last for months or even years, and interfere with your day-to-day -day functioning, you may have PTSD. Getting effective yeah. treatment after PTSD symptoms develop can be critical to reduce symptoms and improve function. Well, seems fairly obvious. But that last, that last sentence of the second paragraph saying, if symptoms get worse or last for months or even years and interfere with your day-to-day -day functioning, you may have PTSD that when I read it, yeah, because you know that, that thousand yard stare that Chez just mentioned? Yeah. I slip into that, out of that constantly, especially when we have some of these conversations. Now, understand that, and, we, and we've talked about this, my comfort level with these conversations, I, as as much anxiety and as these draw out of me, the, and I love this fancy word, the, and I, I always hope I'm using it right, but I'm going to say it anyway, the cathartic feeling of talking about it with you or whomever else far outweighs the anxiety of everything leading up to it. Or those moments where I'm in a, in a spiral because I paused so long because talking about it is hard. That it brings me to a place where I'm like, again, panicking because now I can't bring myself out of it. Mm -hmm. 
a cathar- cathartis, um, catharsis. Catharsis is the correct word. Sorry. Okay. I- <laughs> it's okay. Words. Words, Words are hard. Mm-hmm. Sentences impossible. impossible. Absolutely. You, mm-hmm. Thank you, Hammer. We love you, Hammer. Do. And it's interesting. I've I've been having conversations with my spouse before talking about the thousand yard stare and my spouse will be talking with me. I This happened the other week in the kitchen. We, the two of us were talking and I got into a thought spiral and was playing this in my head. Now I'm a, an incredibly visual person. So like I can actually like see situations mm-hmm. and experiences and such in my mind's eye very easily. Right. And I blinked and I looked at my spouse because they were just like, so where did you go? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had that conversation. Babe, where are you? Huh? Sorry, I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah. What's up? What's going on? Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I was just in a negative, toxic um thought spiral pattern that has nothing to do in reality and has no basis in my life. And I was just stuck there for a little bit. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I have not been personally diagnosed with PTSD. However, talking about it with you and going through a lot of the um, we've actually done like literature reading just to yeah. make sure that we are doing this as well as we can, because this is a peer conversation and we are not medical professionals. However, we want to make sure that we do this in a healthy way that isn't harmful to other people. Cause that's the last thing Sid and I want is to harm anyone Ever. while having these peer conversations. So we, we actually did a lot of research in this one and like, I went and I had a counseling session. I was just going to say, a counselor yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> I have a counselor that I see on a fairly regular basis. Uh, interestingly enough, on the flip side, since I've started streaming with a, within a few months of me streaming, I've had to have less counseling sessions and I'm now just, if I need a top up, I, I, I contact them. It makes me so happy. Because because streaming has been one of the best things for my mental health. And I am so grateful for this. And this podcast now is also included in that. So everyone who is here listening in the podcast, thank you. You literally are making my life better being here listening to us talk. You have so much power in that regard. So I appreciate and I adore you. Thank you for taking the time to be here with us. Same with everyone here who's in the chat. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making both myself and Sid's life better. Yes. By joining us, especially with something so difficult. And so I, I made sure I contacted my counselor being like, okay, I've been doing this thing with a friend of mine. We've had a couple of conversations of stuff that like are like basically safe spaces for us to talk about because they're a little bit easier to talk about. Mm-hmm. This one's a little trickier and there is a lot of misconceptions with PTSD. There's a lot of misinformation with PTSD. There are individuals who don't believe that it actually exists. There are those who only think that people who have been in a war zone are the only ones who have access to PTSD and everyone else doesn't experience it. So we wanted to make sure that we did our homework. We wanted to make sure that 
we're being as authentic and kind as possible. So with my counselor, like there a bunch of the things that we went through are our triggers and and behaviors and i was looking through this and i was like oh that list of uh if you have it available because that i do i'm literally staring my eyes were like uh, and and okay do i have to check every box on this list okay yep okay um so avoidance is one of the ones and that's one of the ones that i struggle with i avoid a lot of situations because i'm like okay i've been there before and i hurt my back and i don't want to go there again because I don't want to be in pain again. Right. Um, flashbacks of oh of God. what happened. Goddamn flashbacks. They're all I I have had flashbacks where my my face actually felt like it was slapped and like my head jerked oh, yeah. back. Reliving what occurred and the pain that it caused. Um, high emotional responses is another one. And there's one I, I gave you the story, Sid, mm-hmm. um, where my spouse, this was early days in my chronic pain um, journey. Um, my spouse literally was overloaded with stuff in their hands and trying to, we were living in an apartment at the time, trying oh, to get the yeah. key fob. And trying to get the door. And my spouse was like, hey, can you just hold this one thing? It was a light messenger bag. There was barely anything in it. And I had this like immediate. Now I internalized it because women often internalize high emotional responses. But that's a whole other story. Mm. Um, a lot of not all. Many not not all. But anyways, um, I internalized this high re- re- uh, emotional response of pure rage. Right. Being like, you know that my back is sore. You know that things for me to carry can make it difficult why are you making me carry this thing you know it's going to hurt me why do you want to hurt me and that's how it translated which it was not at all my spouse literally just needed help right and at that time i had the capacity to do so and i was so afraid that i was going to hurt myself again that i had this high emotional response that I internalized and I just grabbed it and instead I was just cranky for hours afterwards which is also not a good thing and instead I should have said something out loud being like I am afraid that me holding this thing is going to hurt me right and I at that time I was too afraid to do something like that I was terrified to name it so you were just ashamed of the the feeling that like you would be you would have to admit there was something wrong yeah um i one time uh was shopping with a friend of mine at um it's a east asian uh supermarket mm-hmm. and i had like my backpack with me because at that time i always carried a backpack with me with at least two books and i'm a sci-fi fantasy reader so like you know big hardcover yeah. <laughs> hefty books along with like all the things I would need while I was out and stuff like that. So this bag wasn't light and I put the bag down and I leaned up against a pillar while holding a few other things. And my, and my friend was just like, just put everything down, just put it down. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And, and she was like, no, you clearly are in pain and you're clearly not okay. You're literally leaning up against this post and you have a grimace on your face. Yeah. 
And that was shame because I was trying to hide how much pain I was in because I was ashamed of myself. I was ashamed of being an adult in pain when I should have been healthy. I should have been at work at that time, which I wasn't oh because I was on short term disability <sighs> yes. because of the pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that Sorry, my exasperation the... is from understanding <laughs> that because I'm annoyed with my friend. Oh, I know. I was explaining oh, to our friends, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that, again, goes into the impacting the belief system, mm-hmm. the pessimism, and the self-blame, which is another one that my counselor went over with me. And I struggled with the impact on my belief system. I struggle still to this day. Um, for those of you who were not around, uh, Kissy is amazing and like helped Sid and I like get out of our own ways to like get this stream started. Yes. But I genuinely pre-stream screamed yeah. more than once in like sheer absolute panic. <laughs> well, I didn't scream. <laughs> I was a little um, manic maybe, I guess is the best way I could put it. Back and forth, in and out Discombobulated. Of the room. Got Gotta grab that. Okay, make sure I got this. Which is the normal anxious thing you do before any stream, but today was like, okay, we, we've done this before. Today We're was fine. extra. But yeah, it was a lot. Was today extra. was extra for sure, because both of us are a little afraid of this one too. Right. We're which... a little afraid to talk about this. Okay, so let's just get to the, let's just get to it. Um, yeah. All right, so I want to talk about previous PTSD experiences for me, mm-hmm. and it can lead into this next piece uh so i have been diagnosed previously with ptsd twice um i fear this potential diagnosis potential diagnosis because i am not currently diagnosed with this thought in mind i cannot self-diagnose i'm not a mental health professional previously had to do with um losing my father to suicide and the experiences um, of the night and afterward. I um, that was in two thousand and seven. Uh, he took his own life, and the specific the specific um, diagnosis had to do with dealing with the scene um post obviously prior to that was in 2001 after the 9-11 attacks a friend of mine and i were there for a short time during some of the um search and rescue operations very brief time um but i i did still have some things to deal with afterwards uh i don't The hardest thing for that one for me is you know what never mind um yeah no no so I, you're okay it, it's, remember this is a safe space friend it's not important and for this okay. conversation though i think it's important because i want to hear what you want to say and that's okay even if it's not a d- directly connected to this your words are important to me And this is a safe space. You're allowed to say them.
No, I really can't. Uh, and that's okay too. Yeah, sorry. That is okay too. No, 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 that's all right. I'm thank you for setting that boundary for yourself. I'm proud of you for doing so. It's it's more just it's like one person in this world that I can talk to that understands it. Um and I'm good. And I'm good. I I'm actually in a good place with it. Um just accessing it again is is a little a little much. But my mm-hmm. my point is so I I was treated for it twice. Both times, once with um, sort of the standard typical immersion therapy uh, experience, which was to, you know, meet with a therapist two or three times a week and sort of walk through the experiences over and over and over again, Um, which actually, because the way we framed it and the way we discussed it, um, it worked. It, It did what it was supposed to do. Now, granted, I you have to learn tools afterwards like behavioral tools because it's not just simply about working through the necessary the trauma because you will always reaccess those 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 memories it's not going to go away you don't just suddenly forget them um you mm-hmm. respond differently to them but again it also takes that sort of behavior molding that you would do with like a cbt a cbt or something like that uh, the second experience, like I said, was later. Um, I did EMDR for that. Um, I moved rapid desensitization, which we talked about a little bit. Uh, do we have the actual description of that? Did we ever grab that offline? Uh, no, we didn't. Okay. No. Well, then I won't go um, too much into it. But just to say, it, it's a newer treatment. Newer, like 20 years. Um, modality? Is that what it's called? Modality? Mm, I think so. Yeah. Um, that worked pretty well. It helped. I it did it over the course of probably about six months. Um, and, and it did, it helped quite a bit because that raw, like I couldn't sleep for two years, like, like almost two years. Like it was, it was rough. So when I finally worked to like get help with it, um, sleep sort of started to come back a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. afterwards. So with this, so with this current situation that I'm potentially facing, it, it's a lot of the same thinking. It's a lot of the same um, emotions that are being accessed when thinking about it. And I will say, and I, and I talked about this recently, um, when dealing with my first back issue, um, I, I did at times, and this is a trigger warning for anybody listening, um, just, just an FYI, uh, I, I did have moments of suicidal ideation. I did get help for them at the time, but it, it existed. During this most recent situation with my spine, and everything that happened, I, um, during the worst of it, when I would writhe, and I do mean writhe, for endless hours on end, I mean, three, four, five, six, sometimes seven hours before I'd finally be so exhausted, I'd just pass out and finally sleep for a little while. Maybe I get lucky for a few hours or even, you know, 
almost an entire day it wouldn't be to that degree there were times there were times when in those moments i felt suicidal mm -hmm. they were brief they were contained to those moments but knowing that my mind went there once my head cleared really did kind of bring me to a place where I was afraid and um, I knew I needed to get help. Not because I still felt like I was in that space or doing right now, but the fact that it came back so un unexpectedly. Add to that the unbelievable shame that overcame me because I felt that way because I for years have been a huge proponent of reaching out no matter what getting help no matter what all the things I, I would tell others I simply had no ability to tell myself and I was fortunate this time around because I did have people I, I will say I'm very privileged. I have a spouse who I absolutely treasure and and I just I love beyond measure and I'm, I'm so fortunate that they are as supportive as, as they are. I have a very small family, my brother, his wife, their kids who are all amazing and support me and I have friends both on and offline who I'm incredibly privileged to have helped get me through this. Having a support network is sometimes incredibly hard to have. But if you do, and you're aware of it, it's okay to lean on it. It's okay to be vulnerable with those people that you trust. Yeah. Even if it's scary. Even if it's scary. Even if it's scary. You know, I told a yeah. friend recently who I care about very much and wished I had talked to them during this time and I I I express this because when when you're in this place you you I don't have the capacity to do that it simply doesn't exist what I will say to that person and others you were there with me the whole time the messages I received, the support that was there, I saw all of it. I can't ever thank all of you enough. And I, I've talked about this before personally, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's important to bring up here because, it's, again, if you do have that network and it does exist, it's okay to lean on it. It's okay for those people to be there for you. Um so that's what brings me to this kind of conversation with chronic pain itself causing post-traumatic stress disorder because again this this most recent this was just like a long-term onset of something that was going to likely happen anyway for anybody who knows anything about spinal injury once you compromise any area of your spine the likelihood that you'll injure other areas or just they become weakened over time is pretty high Mm -hmm. because your body is trying to compensate for a weak area and therefore 
overworking those areas and then therefore putting them at risk and it's a sort of a cascading effect yes um so you know i knew that this was going to happen we i mean my wife and i've talked about it over the over the course of you know many years like we just knew we were going to face it and we always had sort of these plans of what we might do here there and everywhere and i gotta tell you we just simply weren't prepared we, we just weren't. And now that I'm well on the other side of it, or at least, you know, pretty close to the other side of it, I'm healing well. My, my, my functionality is improving. Um, it's the pain is still there, of course, but it's different pain. It's healing pain. Um, it's the stuff that will be there. Uh, the pain that will also be there, like the arthritic pain, you know, all that other stuff that's there. Mm-hmm. It's improving. So now I'm dealing with the mental sort of fallout of it all. And, I'm a, I have to be honest, having had this conversation and conversations prior to this have brought me from a place of shame and depression to the opposite side, because as painful as it was for me to do it, and I don't, like I've told this story before and others like it, I don't draw any real uh, pleasure in, in rehashing this stuff because you know it's never fun right like this isn't no. something that like oh no. boy let's oh <laughs> let's walk back yeah. through that awfulness and the fact that some people actually believe being like oh my god you're talking about this again like you've got to get like some sort of sick pleasure out of it there are people who actually genuinely believe that. and that's okay because you can't and really change their minds right nope nope you can't uh however they are completely wrong and they're it's okay for them to be wrong uh and it's also okay for you to not internalize their baggage so do you know why i talk about it their baggage as much as i do mm. when i when i first got clean from opiates years ago i would go to meetings 12-step meetings for those who who uh, are aware of 12-step programs uh you go to meetings if you don't if you don't know what you know go to meetings you sit with people who are uh, who identify as addicts or alcoholics whomever you know whichever you want to call yourself um it was the light in the eye of the person in the room. So typically you could, most open meetings will allow you to kind of, you know, raise your hand and share who you are, wherever you're sitting. And most people are kind of just looking away or, you know, maybe looking at their phone and it's fine. You're just talking, but it's the person in the room who has locked eyes with you and nodding vigorously. That is why I talk about the crap that I do over and over again for that person. That person who understands, that person who even has a glimpse of understanding, because we need each other to get through this shit. Absolutely. And that's something we've been saying as well, is that these peer conversations are incredibly important. And it's part of the reasons why we're doing this is because it's something that... Yeah, yeah, it's something that is under talked about. It's something that has often been sort of like shoved under the rug and has been ignored to the point of being harmful. Yeah. And people only being able to find an escape through, and again, we're going to say a trigger warning here, through suicide. They are in so deep and they are being misunderstood or ignored that they feel their only out is the literal out. 
and I want to help to try and stop that unhealthy cycle. And so that's why we are doing this. We are trying to, even if we just reach one person and be like, we hear you, we are living examples of what you're going through and you're going to be okay. It sucks now. And we understand that but it's going to be okay. And Sid was saying how important it is to have a support system. It's important to have a healthy yes. support system. I have been around friends who also lived with chronic pain, but their support system was incredibly toxic for me. And I, I had to learn. That was a hard one for me to learn. Yeah. Um, was that this individual, instead of being um, positive for my needs... They ended up being a leech instead and taking from me mm. every single time we had any interactions and it would be a one-upmanship or a change in the conversation back to when they were experiencing it or making it only about themselves and making my voice quieter and quieter to the point that I wasn't able to talk about it anymore. Right. And yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of spiraled out of, out there for a minute thinking about this topic. I, I'm going to be really honest with you. I, I was not listening, which is which I'm identifying a to apologize to my co-host, but also b what this what these conversations can kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. It can be really, really difficult to stay present when it's difficult. Right. Yes. And like I even I'm like, OK, I need to make sure that I'm listening. And I need to be actively listening, not passively listening. Right. And that it's difficult when it's topics that we don't necessarily want to talk about either. And and we've said this from the beginning, like both Sid and I have been struggling with this one. Yeah, normally we can't, we don't really find ourselves searching too much for, for, for words too, too often. I mean, granted, mm -hmm. we like to put words together that make sense, but we'll usually say what's ever <laughs> on our minds. But this one was kind of a mind, minefield was, for us. Very much so. Um, also because we wanted to make sure that we did this um, without harming anyone. And ourselves and th that's, included. That's ourselves included because guess what? We are real life human beings as well. I'm not a robot, I not swear. That's what a robot boop, would say. Boop, 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 robot confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, some of the other things with PTSD are definitely like restlessness, uh, difficulty sleeping, and constant tiredness. Yes. And those are things that you you touched on earlier. And those are all definite symptoms of that. What's interesting as well with PTSD, it can actually have a symbiotic relationship with chronic pain. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they can trigger each other. Sure can. And, and <laughs> your negative like flashbacks or thought spirals and... Like you're purposely isolating yourself and like not talking to people and the grief that you're going through can end up triggering your PTSD, which can then make your chronic pain, which which will make your PTSD. And like it just becomes this uncontrollable vehicle and you are no longer the driver. Right. And your chronic pain and or your PTSD are the ones that are driving you. And everything that you're doing going forward. And it's first recognizing that. Mm -hmm. And that can be just so exhausting. Mm. Well, let's talk about exhaustion. 
Yet let's talk about exhaustion. So some mornings I wake up, I open my eyes and I have to do. Go ahead. I must interrupt. Um, Let's make a marker here. So marker 104. Um, Do you have a set as talk show and podcast or Stardew Valley? Wait, sorry. Say that again. In Twitch. Do you have a setup for talk shows and podcast or Stardew Valley? I just realized you're, uh, I'm looking at your stream. Uh, no, in in the categories, yeah. it's talk show and okay. podcast. Yeah. Perfect. I apologize. Just need to make sure we're, we're on the same page. Okay, go ahead. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, I I had to. I refreshed it, and you probably just hadn't refreshed your screen. Perfect. Since I realized I had had it at Stardew Valley. Gotcha. That makes sense. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for double checking. I appreciate that. No Sorry. I <laughs> Surprise everyone who's listening in the podcast. We're also doing this on Twitch. Yes. And I'm streaming Well, they won't this. hear this. I'm going to delete that. That's why I did the marker. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's okay. You should include it in to show that we're not real professionals. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to leave it. I left in another mistake because we, we agreed upon it. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. What the heck was I talking about? Where, where are we doing here? What's I going tried on? not interrupting, right. but it just tiredness drilling like, into my head. I'm like, get it out of here, but I couldn't. So, all right. Tiredness. We, uh, yes, right. exhaustion. Yes, exhaustion. There are times that I wake up and I'm just like, okay, I need to check in, and I'm just like, everything is pain. Right. This happened the other morning. Uh, I had been sleeping on my stomach, and my cat Tad. Uh, Tad for short, his unofficial long name is Pretty Kitty Tad Meow <laughs> because he is a pretty kitty who's named Tad and he goes meow. Anyway, so Tad, <laughs> uh, Tad was sleeping on my back, which ended up making my spine bow. And because I am hypermobile, my spine was bowing too far. Mm. And had been like that for a few hours. I know because like I recognized when he like crawled into bed and then when I woke up again, it had been about two and a half, two and a half hours in between that time when he laid on my back and when I woke up again. Yeah. And I woke up and it was just like I was in screaming pain. And it was so much that I could barely move my arms. I could barely move my leg. The cat was perfectly comfortable. Of course. And refused to get up because he was also sleepy and happy and in his in his space that he loves to be in. And I had to like tap my spouse several times who was dead asleep at this point too. And be like, please, please, I need you to get the cat off me. Please, please. He's not getting off me. Please, I need you to get the cat off right. me. And for the rest of the day, I was exhausted. I canceled my stream that day. I didn't get out of PJs that day. I barely functioned oh, right, as a human PJ's being day. that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it was a PJ day. Right, right. That's why it was a PJ day. I could barely function as a human. I was so exhausted because I woke up in so much pain that it sapped almost all of my energy yeah. immediately. And just having to like wake up in crisis mode. And that's what it was because I could barely move. Right. And I, I immediately, knew, and it was just, just the cat wanted to snuggle with me. And I mean, like when I went to sleep, like it was lightly raining outside, we had the windows open and it was one of those like perfect mornings where you just want to snuggle a little bit longer. Right. And it went from being a beautiful moment that I loved to something that completely changed the trajectory of the rest of my day. Right. 
And I that day was a write-off as a result. Which sucks. So where does exhaustion... Okay. Uh, however, I was very lucky that I didn't... I didn't go into some of my um, previous, let's say, tropes. Sure. It's a good word. Of, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of isolating myself, of getting stuck in the spirals of only, if only I hadn't let the cat lay on my back. Right. Of of grief of like, I, I love having my cat snuggle with me and I can't have that anymore. And... Without it being painful. I can. I just have to do it in smaller increments instead. Mm-hmm. And it was being able to negotiate that minefield. Okay. And working through that. And that's a lot of that is heavy lifting that I have done in the past through counseling. So Sid was talking earlier about the types of counseling they have done. Um, the counseling I've done is a cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. It is... Looking at the thoughts that you are having and being like, is this real? Is this thought accurate? Is this thought kind? And the example I've given before is um, flying purple prairie dogs that love tacos. Now, that's a thought. Mm -hmm. That's totally a thought. Flying purple prairie dogs that love tacos. Is it real, though? Is that thought real? No. And sometimes I have to make sure that the thoughts that I have, I check them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's even just saying it out loud and saying those thoughts out loud. You can be like, oh, yeah, that's that's just an inaccurate thing or it's an unkind thing. You have to put it through an, uh, an absurdity filter, huh? Yeah. It makes sense. So, well, and, yeah. and I've said this before. I, because I am very guilty of all those thoughts that you're talking about that unkind, this, that, and the other. And there are times when I, I am in these spirals where I'll say, you know, what does this help? Like, when has ever, mm-hmm. when has an unkind word that I've said to myself ever motiva- motivated me to do something? Where I'm then improving it. It's always terrible. It always ever just results in me leaning back on to bad or self-destructive behaviors. Mm -hmm. I also find negative thoughts sap my energy. Mm -hmm. And then make me more tired. Because I'm literally beating myself with something that is unkind. In a way. Like mentally taking this toxic thing... And hitting myself over and over in the head with it when I'm the one holding the stick. Yeah. And it's breaking that thought pattern that has really helped for me for um, using cognitive behavioral therapy. So CBT that has helped so much. And sometimes I'll still, like I was saying earlier, sometimes I'll get stuck in those mental flashbacks or or like having a conversation with someone that has never happened before but like could be a possibility and I'll get stuck and I'll get that like stare mm-hmm. that just like staring off in the distance and being stuck in my own head and stuck in my own way and being my own worst enemy and having to be like okay hold on is this serving me is this real <laughs> yeah 
is this kind? And that that one, that last one. Uh, it's <laughs> right? Is it, oh, my God. Oh, does it have to be kind? Is this kind? Is this kind to myself? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So I, I want to talk a little bit more about exhaustion because... Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. There comes a time when... It, and I'm not talking about what I was talking about before, but there there is a time when I simply do get tired. Just so weary of dealing with the, just everything. You know, with regards to with the, the pain. When it's like lifting myself up, I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And it just, it saps all your motivation, all your energy, because you know you have to move on, you know you have to continue, but there are times when simply just sitting in a static state seems better than anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just it's exhausting. It's exhausting to think, you know, when you talk about your day dealing with um, how you sort of quantify your spoons throughout the day. That in and of itself is exhausting. <laughs> yep. Like fucking hell. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> like just <laughs> sorry. I don't mean to laugh. Do. Wow. <laughs> it's just it's it's very accurate. Actually, laughter is really healthy mm-hmm. for you. Uh, and sometimes in like in awkward situations, I will just burst out into laughter like that. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> yeah, it is exhausting it, because it's a constant type of vigilance that you also have to spend spoons on, right? To be itself. able to do in yeah, the first it's like place. This weird yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to be another trigger warning. I was having a conversation with Sid the other day and Sid was sharing with me some of his personal experiences. And um, I explained to explained to him a conversation I had with my spouse the other day. And this one's going to be hard to say. I was saying to my spouse that I do not have the emotional capacity or the energy to have any other medical health things occur to me at this time. And if I had something else come up that I needed to also take time and energy and spoons and stuff to take care of myself after I have been spending years now at this point to try and improve my health, and this is again a trigger warning, I would probably go and find a very tall, isolated bridge and walk off of it. I just don't have anything left in me to deal with anything else in terms of my medical health. And the thing is, I'm getting older. It's going to happen. There is going to be something that comes up and I need to deal with that. And instead of hiding it and instead of isolating myself and instead of getting stuck in the like grief of I'm just waiting for this, I'm just waiting for something bad to happen, I am instead talking about it and trying to take its power away because that thought is not kind. No, nor productive. 
it's not productive whatsoever. And by recognizing it, it now has less power over me. Being able to say it out loud also makes me realize, you know what, that's actually kind of untrue. And just just being able to recognize that that may be a thought that I had, that doesn't mean it has any basis in reality. At that moment, though, I definitely felt like I had that like guttural, like deep in my bones. If something else comes up, I'm done. Yeah, because you reached that place. I reached that place where I was out of, please ex- excuse the term, I was out of fucks to give. Zero fucks given that day. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Where does that bring us? Because while diving into these parts of the conversations are important, the opposite end must be talked about, which is the the part where we actually try to make positive steps to deal with this shit. So it's not simply just a matter of like, because this comes with a cost. Like these conversations don't just simply go out there into the ether and fall away. People remember this stuff. People that care about us remember this stuff and want like, okay, we were going to talk about it. Then you put it out there into the universe. So I get to then call you on it. Right. Yeah. So I, and that's, mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, you know, with all of this came the cost of, and I'm not saying cost, but it, I don't, I don't, be, I don't not look forward to doing this. I very much do and want to. Um, I had to promise myself, spouse, family, and friends that I was committed to going to get help. Because it's not simply enough just to, to have the conversations of, you know, guys, mental health is really important. You need to focus on that. And, you know, the help is out there. Cool. Practice what you preach. Because at some point, you will need help with something. And I'm not trying to call... I'm not trying to be negative about it. I, I suppose I'm trying to call myself out on it in the sense that I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad that I'm doing it. So I, I, have, a, I have a therapist. I have a date to uh, to meet this person. And we're going to focus on trauma and whatever else comes out during this. Mm-hmm. And I know I've mentioned this in, in conversations with you. I'm going to say mm-hmm. it out loud. Sid, I am proud of you, friend. Thank you. I am proud of you for doing the hard work, for doing the difficult thing and reaching out and being like, hey, I'm not okay and I need help. Because that's terrifying. Yeah. That is terrifying to do. And you are you were doing so well and recognizing this and and being brave enough to be here in this conversation with me and talking about these really difficult topics so i am proud of you and i am glad that you were reaching out for help thank you and so am i and i and for once i could take a compliment and just say simply thank you um (laughs) Yeah, and I know that's difficult too. <laughs> Very difficult. <laughs> difficult, difficult. Um, lemon as difficult, a complete side, yeah. yeah, difficult, difficult, lemon, difficult. As a side note, earlier today, uh, Sid, uh, Kissy, and I were in a conversation and we forced each other to say nice things about Ugh. each other. Like we had to say a nice thing about ourselves. And Sid said one thing and both of us were like, mm, no, no, that's too general. We want something better, Sid. Do better. So awful. <laughs> in such an obnoxious way, but it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
good though. And like I even felt better about saying a compliment about myself. Yeah, you you got came up with a good one. Thank Mm -hmm. you, thank you. I worked hard on that one, (laughs) and And it showed. Did too. Both of you made me look like a yes, like a silly, silly goose. I mean, it's okay. You can be a silly goose and still be amazing. I appreciate that. I accept that amazingness. Uh, so that's yes. it. Um, some of the some of the the things is being able to talk about these heavy topics, doing the heavy lifting of going to counseling if it, you have access yes. to it. And this is another thing: like not everyone has access. I know I'm privileged in the fact that I have the capacity to go see a counselor. Uh, for a while, the my the income in my house was not a livable wage. And we were able to find a counselor that uh, charged us based on our household income. And the counselor that we saw charged us $4 a session. That's very sweet. Because we needed the help. Right. Like it was, it was, it was a desperate need of help in that moment. Uh, and the, our income was taken into account. And so $4 a session we went, I think it was once a month that we were going, um, and uh, as uh, my spouse and I as a couple, um, myself, my partner at the time, because I'm a polyamorous individual, and then I as myself alone. Right. So like I was going three times a week, uh, three times in mm-hmm. a month um, to get this extra support. And it was so necessary. And the fact that they took our income into consideration for the for charging it made all the difference in the world for being able to have access to healthy mental health right. support in a medical field and in a professional manner now it's it's a good idea to also include your friends whenever you're talking about it you have to make sure though that it is not you going in and trauma yes, dumping that's on them. very important you need, th- these conversations like this need to be contextual you have to set them up you can't simply just say oh hey blah 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 like when it's completely out of context because that can hurt yeah. everybody around you that wasn't prepared to consume that information yeah that person may have been struggling that day and you wouldn't have mm-hmm. known and you coming in and trauma dumping on them feeling better as a result and then walking away leaving them with your right. pile right no one's saying you can't without having mm-hmm. having a symbiotic relationship and also listening to them as well yes. right that's important. And that's what I mean by like having a cultivating a positive support system. I agree. So I w- um, I'm going to call, call myself Uh-oh. out the other day. I absolutely contacted someone and being like, Oh my God. And I like talked about the stuff. And then like, I felt better after the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I realized afterwards that I totally just like trauma dumped mm-hmm. and I need to apologize to that person. <laughs> Because no. that was not okay, and I'm like, are you live here? I'm on, saying on that the with a caveat. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Oh yeah, they're live and they're okay. here, and I'm pretty sure they know who I'm talking gotcha. about. I'm also going to like send them a hug so they know what I'm talking <laughs> about. But like, like in that moment, I absolutely needed it, sure. 
And they were there for me in the most wonderful, compassionate way. And sometimes friends have the capacity to do that too. True. But what I will say, difference between what you were saying and what we're talking about is like, even if this person's not necessarily prepared, you have a prior relationship with them. They kind of know what to expect out of you. So even though something's coming out of left field, you already have a lot of that, you know, softened up their shore, so to speak, in order to like, deal with stuff that you might talk about because we know each other well enough to be like, okay, you know, like I know L and D is not going to just trauma dump out of nowhere. She mm-hmm. might just have something she needs to talk about. So, yeah. 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 So, and, and there is a difference. Exactly. Yeah, It's still coming from mm-hmm. the ballpark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have an individual in my life who will literally call me whenever they're having a bad day. I know who this person is stuff uh-huh. on me. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, you do. They will call, dump everything on me, and then be like, okay, well, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go and then get off the call. It's like, um, hi. When, like, great. Yeah. Sometimes I have contacted this person, being like, I'm excited to tell you Mm -hmm. this thing. And then they just emotionally dump on me, do not ask how my day is, and then get off the phone. And it's just like, well, why did I call you in the first place? What's, What's the point of this? And Kissy, you, yes, you are correct. Sometimes you just need a safe place to release all the stuff. And that is true. And it's just making sure that you are not taking advantage of that safe space. Yes. And it has to be a safe space for everyone involved. I do want to mention something with regard to something you touched on earlier with uh, seeking help um, and, mm-hmm. and the inability to know where to get it. While it's yeah. good... While it's why we should encourage ourselves and others to seek help, sometimes, actually often, you need to seek help to find help. So don't be afraid to say, I don't know what I need to, I don't know what I don't know. I know something is wrong and I need help finding help. Start there because it's it's, it's an impossible place to navigate sometimes, depending on what where you live in the world and what your health system is, depending on what your access Mm -hmm. to those health systems are, the financial impact to you, the emotional impact to you and those around you. There's so much to navigate through. But Mm -hmm. at the very least, start with just a simple, where do I start? And have that conversation. I know. Yeah. There. No, I was going to say, I know it's it's hard to, to navigate it. So there's always somebody or something out there that can points you in the right direction so don't be afraid to ask help to find help yeah even if if it's from friends being like i don't know where to start um you can talk to your family doctor if you have a physician Mm -hmm. a nurse practitioner nurse practitioners are incredible incredible human beings absolutely and probably have so much knowledge um i'm lucky in it i'm in an area where i have a telehealth phone number that i can call so I don't even need to leave my house. I can call this being like, hey, this is my my information. I need help and I don't know how to navigate it and I don't know where to start. I agree. Now, I know not everyone has access to that. And I'm I, again, I am very lucky and privileged in that regard. Uh, and it's finding where to start as well to find where to start. I need help and I need help to find yep. help is also difficult. So family physicians, nurse practitioners, even like, like going to your pharmacist, yes. helplines, helplines. Absolutely. There's something out there. There to put are you somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
And even if they can't help you, they may be able to direct you where you can start looking for the help as well. They'll know, they'll know this resource, that resource. Oh, hey, you know, we can't help you here, but this is a call this number. They can do X, Y, and Z for you because these people are subject matter experts. That's what they're there for. And the vast majority of them, I know we've all navigated horrible call, phone trees, websites, but just, just know that there are some people in those areas that are actually trying to help you. Yeah, who are want to be there. And that is like they're it makes their lives better being able to help yes. someone like it makes my life better streaming and reaching one individual and making their day a little bit better. Even if that person is me. Yeah, because again, I'm not a robot. I'm a real life person. It's going to be I'm going to have to record that as a side note. Sorry, podcasters, uh, streamers, as a side note, I am going to have to like record that <laughs> and have that somewhere set up in my stream. Yeah. Did you know, Chatters, that I am a real live person? Beep, beep, boop, beep, boop. Not a robot. You know, something like that. <laughs> I want to acknowledge what Taz just said. Um, yes, Taz please. Taz in our chat just said, I went to someone who, supposed, who was supposed to be a professional psychologist, uh, that all she was focusing on was my past and what caused my trauma, didn't care what I was going through presently. So because of that, I'm very picky about who I go to for help. So that right there is one of the most key components and is vital to that relationship because when you're picking someone... If you have the ability to pick from a group of therapists or whomever, that part that part of it is really important because there is that like first date quote unquote where you see if there is co- compatibility mm-hmm. because there may mm-hmm. be something about the way they're going to talk to you about treatment um, that might not work for you. It might come off as aggressive or their personal beliefs. Or their personal system. beliefs exactly. They might have. Um, whatever some type of value system that you just simply don't agree with and the way they approach their therapy sessions is built around it so that's not going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. so that's actually something everyone should do is be picky about who they go to help with uh for for anything yeah. you know if you're if Absolutely. you are a female and you have an issue with seeing and sharing information with a male therapist and probably best you don't do that or whatever the situation is Agre- yeah, and respect your own yes. boundaries as well. And uh, so, Taz, uh, I've mentioned this in the stream before, um, but I'll mention it again. I've had two counselors that I I should not have continued with because they were homophobic. Oh, that seems like it would be helpful for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My online persona's name is this. Uh, it's going to be a problem for us. Yeah. 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 I've had two different counselors who were both homophobic. And one of the counselor sessions that I went to specifically was to help with my polyamorous relationship. And Mm. I was with two different genders at the time. Right. And I'm like, I need help navigating this polyamorous relationship with two different genders. And they're just like, they were very much homophobic. And bringing in my same sex partner into these conversations to have help us with counseling did not help at all. Probably in the wrong field. Yeah, probably probably in the wrong field and taz um also said um uh trouble talking with people because i don't want to trauma dump on my friends a one thing that i have mentioned before and it's something that i try to do being like please i'm going to probably share something with you if it is going past your boundaries please let me know because i don't want to go past your boundaries yeah that's an important caveat to start start off with right Like being like, I I have a lot on my plate right now and I would like to share, but I want to make sure that I don't go past what you have the capacity to do. And that also 
gives them the power to be like, hey, okay, I'm good. Like, I'm tapped. I need to tap out now. That gives them power. And that also gives you that, like, peace of mind. And you have to trust them as well that they will tap out if they need to tap out. Right? So that's 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 a two-way street. And that also allows for that conversation to uh, occur a little bit more organically, too. Um, I'm also going to take a pause. We've been live for an hour and a half. I'm going to get up and I'm going to stretch. That's a good idea. Because this is important, mm-hmm. right? Speaking of like people who have con- chronic <laughs> back pain. Oh my goodness. Let's have a well, quick stretch. And, all right, fine. I'm literally going to get up and stretch, but I have to mute. I am, I'm already oh, out of okay. my chair. I'm already, so, yeah. So I'm going to sound like I'm a little Me bit further too. away. Everybody I'm get gonna, up and stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a quick stretch, everyone. Because, you know, even though we are going to like talk about... The fact that uh, we should be good to our spines. We are also going to do it live in action. See, we practice what Yay, we preach. We're not full of it. Oh. May as well hydrate too. Blue, that is correct. Yeah, uh, back pain and sitting too long can absolutely cause blood clots. So all sorts of things. Uh, deep th- vein thrombosis. thrombosis. Yeah. DVTs. That is that is us. It is deep vein thrombosis. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. And having that go off when you're in an airplane. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Even though it's in the podcast. It's okay. If you're listening. You, you have a good time. If you're listening too. somewhere, wherever you might be, if you can get set, if you have the ability to stand up and stretch, please do so. <laughs> yep. Um, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Oh, we're doing wiggle. wiggle. Oh, boy. Okay. <sighs> okay. That's better. <laughs> That is better. I have this really good number of stretches that my uh, Pilates instructor has helped me mm-hmm. with. Freaking love that woman. My goodness. I <laughs> physically, I'm so much better having met my Pilates instructor. Yeah. And I am, I am eternally grateful and indebted to them for being so kind. Yeah. And like acknowledging being like, oh, hey, this is being a little cranky. I need a little bit of help here. And immediately they are so in tune, knowledgeable Mm -hmm. and compassionate. That's great. Now, this was a long time to find this individual. I've been through a lot of different therapies. Uh, If someone's just like, oh, well, if you've tried this, I'll go in alphabetical order sometimes of the things that I've done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with all the things I've done previously. Go from there. Yeah. 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 And delineating that. So, um, (laughs) uh uh-huh. And, um, I've been really, really lucky. I have a pain specialist that I get nerve blocking injections from. I have a massage therapist who I've been seeing for years now. Also incredible, incredible individual who has helped out so much. And my Pilates instructor who I trust implicitly so much so that, um, earlier this month, I didn't have uh, access to hot water because our hot water heater decided that it wanted to die. Uh, (laughs) And my Pilates instructor allowed me to have a shower in their home. Like that kind of like, Oh, you did take them uh, up on their offer or no. Oh, Oh, I did. Oh, I did. I did. I did. Uh, Because I was meeting uh, a certain friend of ours who was coming up from the United States. Yeah. So I was like, I absolutely need to have a shower before I meet this person. I'm so glad you got to meet them. (laughs) Sad why, but glad you got to meet them. Yeah. 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 uh, yeah, I am as well. Um, So I just, I am very lucky 
that I have cultivated such a positive support system and I've done the hard thing and I've weeded mm. out those who made me feel lesser, who only take from me instead of like being an equal partnership in our friendship. Yeah. And that's hard to do sometimes uh, because sometimes it is hard because isolation sometimes is really tempting and pushing everyone away oh my God. and just being like locked in your own misery just makes it compound worse and it just be like well if i'm so miserable no one's going to want to be around me anyways yes i i mean i very much understand that i would do that to the point where i would specifically like do things in order to turn people away so i wouldn't yep. so it would feel righteous that i was isolated yep. these, are the th these are the places i go to in in my mind when i'm in my at my worst mm -hmm. Yeah, or like the grief of being like, I can't even reach out to this person. I mean, that statement, I don't know. Because like it. it would be too much. Yeah. Yes. It's, oh, yeah, oh, God, that's another thing. I am too much. I am too mm -hmm. much, and I can't talk to this person because I'm going to make their day worse for having contacted Again, them. excuse me. So I can't I'm do in this that. picture, and I don't like it. <laughs> right? I don't. And then feeling the grief of the loss of the friendship that hasn't been at lost all. at all. You are just getting in your own way. I've done that a lot. I will do that. I mean, you know me. I will specifically avoid I do. stuff. Because I think that my problems, whatever the hell it is, are not problems worth talking about with anybody. Because I see other people, mm -hmm. the things that they deal with, I'm like, oh, they have it way worse. Why would I ever burden that person with oh, my problems? Oh, my god! I'm serious. And I... That, that is a terrible I one, too, the comparison. Oh, I've had people who were just like, I didn't know if I should talk to you, but I'm, I've been having a little bit of pain. But, like, you have it so much worse, and I didn't want to, like, talk to you. But I'm like, no! Don't talk to that. me! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, please. Like, I have done so many mistakes. Please let me help <laughs> you not make the same mistakes right. I have done. Yeah. Please let me save you from things that you don't need to trip right. over right <laughs> it's it's exhaust that one's exhausting because i know yeah. in those moments i need to talk to somebody but i'm also looking and i'm like i cannot find it within me to have this conversation i i will say i am better than i used to be but marginally so mm -hmm. if i'm being totally honest improvement is still improvement it is Regardless of um, whether it's marginal or not. No, no, I agree. And I give myself credit for it. I mean, I know that's a rare thing for, my, mm -hmm. for me to give myself credit for much, but uh, there I am. Um, but even with our conversations, there are times when I'll withhold or avoid just because, you know, I'll... Or shut yourself yeah, down. Exactly. I might be calling you out. Wait, what? Okay. No, please, no, please go ahead and call you. me out. Go ahead. Let's go through it. <laughs> I, I, I did. I've no, got but it. I don't know what you're referring to. I, so I've I, done... I can't. I don't feel... Oh, part of our conversation from earlier. Oh, I don't... Where you literally shut yourself down. Well, that was, was that one yep. was different. I don't, I don't consider that the same thing as not wanting to talk about it because the problems aren't worth talking about. That's like a, just an inability to access the information. That And that's yeah. okay, too. But yeah. I, I appreciate what you're saying. I do. Okay. So where do we go from here? Um, well, there was one that we wanted to touch on as well, and it was the frog and hot water. Okay. And the difference between having a frog that's starting in cold water and slowly bringing up the heat. 
versus like throwing in a frog into Already hot water. water. I apologize. Yeah. I remember the analogy. I don't recall what was behind the analogy though. Like I remember we talked um, about it. It was the, yeah, yeah. It was the like part of the grief and the isolation and the um, if only, oh, and then God. just getting stuck in our own flashbacks and avoidance and being irritable and restless and then having difficulty sleeping. Oh, the endless. With and it just these. sort of slowly and surely the water is getting warmer and warmer as these are getting worse as we need more help and not reaching out for it because we don't even realize how much of a spiral we're yeah. in versus looking out from the outside and seeing that and being like oh oh that's some hot water well you need to get out now now no 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 now 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 you need to get out now or even being able to look back and being like oh wow yeah that was not okay mm -hmm. It isn't okay. And, yeah. Well, and... Mm, I, I think the, the... The grief that I have... I've always talked about feeling... Wait, I want to... No, okay. I was reading what you, you commented on. Um, oh. Uh, yeah, um... Well, we'll do that. I'll just yeah. say um, our friend uh, Copycat, um, who's also a streamer here on Twitch, who I adore very much so. Um, our friend Copycat um, had a Twitch friend t uh, today. Uh, I told a, a Twitch friend today I muted my mic uh, when I needed to cry from the cane or I was having a muscle spasm. And this friend said um, that you don't need to apologize. I know what you're going through. And that's that's really important, having those safe spaces and having people who understand. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and we we kicked off the, yeah. the the podcast with that whole like thing of understanding. That to me again, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I've talked about that. I'll talk about it till I'm blue in the face. The one, the quote that I love is the one value of one addict. The therapeutic value of one addict helping another is mm -hmm. without parallel. I, I just I love it so much, and I I find that yeah, and I find that's the same with people who live with chronic pain. Yeah, as well. anything that anybody we understands have... one each other of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I it's the difference, and I've I've said this with my counselor before. It's the difference between topical knowledge and having like institutional yes. knowledge about something versus physical knowledge, something that is basically written into your bones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you lived it, so, breathed it, ate it, slept it. Yeah. Um, my um, I've had two different counselors uh, from the same uh, same institute. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one that I had. Um, met me through chronic pain was helping me through that while they were treating me they had to go on on leave because they had been in a horrific car accident to the point that they had to have pins put into their spine and they had to rehabilitate again before they were able to go back to being a counselor right. and their knowledge and our conversations shifted as a result, because they went from having institutional topical knowledge to having lived the experience. Interesting. And that was a very interesting and like we became so much closer as a result as oh, well. And like there were things that we could like, even in our sessions, we could joke and talk about. 
of having a shared experience about something. I kind of hate uh, that. Something even though, as simple for, for them that right. they had to get to that place. Yeah. Oh, you know? same, same. But like we we talked and laughed about having to like get our significant others to help us out of a chair so we can go to the bathroom and get oh, there God, in yeah. time because mm-hmm. we can't physically get out of the chair ourselves. And if we don't get help, there's going to be. An we accident. learned about fulcrums in our house. Ah, that's nice. Uh-huh. I like that one. I like that because, one. Because you know, uh, it getting her help helping me to get up there. You know, there's definitely ways to do it. You have to pivot in certain. I mean, yeah, for sure. Like that conversation. I need help. Literally. Yeah. And Qu- Quartz Blue, you bring up something really, um, really important and something we've talked about in this uh, in this podcast as well in previous episodes. Uh, uh, Quartz Blue says the most annoying thing with chronic pain other than the pain itself, obviously, is when you uh, when you're um, uh, when you're talking with uh, doctors and nurses and they ask you your level of pain I don't, like me. Um Maybe it's a three, but to someone not used to that, it could easily yes. be a six. So they downplay it. A hundred percent. I. Uh, oh my goodness, and and also, um, and I've mentioned this before. Uh, I have a little bit of a diff- different experience than probably you do, Sid, as well. Women with chronic pain and trying to get help in medical uh, facilities is a little bit different, and a lot of the time, women are are downplayed mm-hmm. or considered to being hysterical who are just doing it to get attention of course right and that it's not really that painful right yeah and that's a whole and you're told this by other... a male doctor which is clearly yes sense. i mean you can't help who, who treats yes. you at least for god's sake listen and know and just think yeah. maybe perhaps you don't know what the hell you're talking about you know as far as the the male doctor talking to a female about their pain yeah that can it's not the best idea. No. And these are t- like these are subjects that we've talked mm-hmm. about before, which also makes trying to discuss things like PTSD so much more difficult. Yeah. If you're not even believed in the initial. Oh yeah. And then and then therefore not being diagnosed with something that's very real, that's very life altering and that you need a proper support system for. Because again, PTSD can feed into your chronic pain and they have a symbiotic relationship. And they can feed into each other and make things so much worse and not being heard or being downplayed or belittled. Mm-hmm. Can also bring a whole bunch of like self-doubt and again, like impacting your belief system, bringing into the self-blame, being like, oh, clearly I'm just, I am just trying to look for attention, even though I am by myself in a room that's a closed door and I'm in so much pain, I am bawling my eyes out. Clearly I'm, I'm asking for I mean, attention. obviously, that sounds like it to me. Get a hold of yourself. What's wrong right. with you? Being like, oh, the pain is not that bad. Mm-hmm. The pain is not that bad. I could totally do this. And I used to self-blame a lot. I used to like downplay what my pain was like. I <laughs> one time near the still near the beginning of my chronic pain, but like getting into the journey mm-hmm. of like being able to ask for help. Um, it was Christmas yeah. and we were at the in-laws and this is well, well before for the whatever it is that's going on right now. I'm gesturing wildly with my hand. Okay. Um the chairs that my my in-laws have really trigger my back mm, pain. Yep. And we had sat down for dinner. I also am a slow eater. And I, I'm almost always the last person oh who's God, eating. Maybe we're like not it's one of those then. things. 
<laughs> oh no my spouse wolfs everything down within yeah. minutes i but i had to teach myself that because i'm someone who is obese yeah. to make sure that i sit down and i eat every single bite slowly and have liquids in between and stuff like that and that i take the time because i'm working very hard to not overeat and make sure that my brain has time to catch up to my stomach so as a result i am a very slow eater yeah. And it's a habit that I have developed for my health going forward. Okay. As a result, though, it usually means that I'm the last person eating. And we were it was at, at the end of Christmas dinner. Most people are exhausted by this yeah. point. And I was I mentioned to my spouse, "Hey, can you come here? Come here for a moment whenever you have a whenever you have time." Not saying out loud, "I can't get out of the chair, and I need your right. help." And I was trying to downplay and I was trying to hide. And the longer my spouse was just in the middle of doing something, he was like, yeah, I'll be up there in a Mm -hmm. moment. And then they forgot because they were caught up in doing a bunch of things. And and so I was sitting there literally physically isolated to the point that I couldn't get out of the chair and just sitting there and be feeling worse and worse and getting into the self-blame being like, well, if I hadn't taken so much time to eat i could have gotten help sooner i mean clearly that was your fault obviously and and like i was blaming uh-huh. myself and then and this is recent by the way yes uh, no possibly um mm, oh, okay. eight so years not ago nine years ago gotcha. okay. no no like i said it was near the beginning of my oh, my pain journey my pain journey started in 2009 okay. so i i oh, i've been at this for a while <laughs> <laughs> i do want to i do want to um, talk about something that um copycat brought up because yes please okay so copycat says uh i had one er doctor uh that was great said i said could manage without painkillers his response was no you should be a zero if that's the point meaning zero being this pain scale uh you shouldn't be in any pain pain Mm -hmm. is subjective i will tell you that and i'm not saying this trust me when i tell you i'm not saying this for ego the first time I went through my second, like my, my back surgery, I was in the hospital for, I think, four days on the highest limit of morphine they could have possibly given me. Released from the hospital with very high doses of other painkillers. This time around, this pain to me, as I remember it compared to my first time, was worse by a fair factor. I didn't use painkillers when I was in the hospital more than once. When I came home from the hospital, that prescription lasted me two weeks. That was supposed to only last five days. Mm-hmm. You process pain differently than you would your former self, other people. What you can tolerate, other people can't. What other people can tolerate, you can't. I mean, so it's very subjective. So for someone to say that is really, really, um, especially a physician, is uh, is concerning. Don't ever be afraid to, and I know it's hard. I know we talked about this part too. Being your own advocate can be really scary and difficult at times. But don't ever be afraid to challenge when you have the energy and the wherewithal. Don't be afraid to challenge mm-hmm. what your physicians and your medical care staff are talking to you about. If you know yourself well enough and you can in that moment be assertive, then then say it. 
Sorry, I just needed to acknowledge that because it's it's really important yeah. part of the conversation when you are dealing with chronic pain or any medical issue at all. So yeah, Quartz Blue, thank you for that comment. That was very that was yeah. a good one and a good topic to bring up. Um, yeah, and retro, it's taken me a long time uh, for me to internalize that asking for attention is not a bad thing, and I wish I had known when I was younger. Me too, friend. Me too. Asking for help and asking for like, hey, like I, I kind of need a little support right now. That's okay. That is a normal, healthy yeah. thing. And you shouldn't feel bad for that because it's not a bad thing. No, it's yeah. not. It's not a bad thing. And it's something that I, I mean, I still struggle with, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, mm -hmm. that's why we have these conversations. And it's why, and it's why sometimes I'm in a measurable pain in the backside. You're in a measurable pain in the backside to me as you put it um for other reasons <laughs> you will be a mischievous person in chat and other places causing all kinds of mayhem that my friend this is also true <laughs> that is also true, true. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh yeah um this is a side note so those in the podcast this will probably not make sense those in in here with us in twitch will understand this um and this is a funny story too, to tie into how I'm in a measurable pain in the backside. I recently realized, oh, hey, I have dick spare. Oh, hey, Sid has dick spare. Oh, hey, we have this thing called an emotional support teddy card. <laughs> and so while Sid was streaming and I had never used a dick spare before, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And Sid's That's like, oh, what? What's interesting? What? what? What is it? What is it? And like it took a few seconds for it to come through. So, like, Siv was getting more and more interested as this, like, huge pause uh, was occurring. And then a, a teddy card came up. And the look of just sheer disappointment <laughs> and giggling <laughs> that occurred simultaneously was just... Mwah. My giggle apparently makes people happy. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. So, yes. That, that's what we mean about me being an immeasurable pain. So in again, those in the okay. podcast, I apologize. That was a little segue, but it no, was no, important. no, it's okay actually because it brings me to a point <laughs> you just inspired, which is to tell the podcast folks: see, when we're not having these conversations, we're to say giant <laughs> children would be an understatement. <laughs> Because to punctuate <laughs> the unbelievable gravity that these conversations have, we need to decompress with moments of teasing mm -hmm. our friends in in this yeah. space, this 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 space of Twitch, which we all have uh, found each other in. Very yeah. much so, yeah. Uh, and just the wonderful chaos that we can get in with each other, and. Um, I adore that I have been able to get you to start singing on stream with prompts that like that every single time brings me so much. Joy. I normally <laughs> sing anyway, like so I will joy. break out in a song mm -hmm. here or there. But when I'm like Ron Burgundy, when you throw a song in chat that my brain knows, yep, that's it. So there, the secret's yep. out there. It, yep. It's not going to happen every time. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it oh, it go. might though. It yeah. might though. So what oh. do you think? And that, by the way. That levity, I think we needed at the end as well, because this was a yeah. big, heavy, very much a topic that we were terrified we were. to do. And that is that is putting it and, mildly. We were both kind of terrified. Full disclosure, I'm just I'm just going to say this right now. Once we hit stop and we're done recording, 
I know I'm going to feel like I probably missed the mark on a bunch of stuff. I'll probably go back and think about Mm -hmm. 800 things I wished I had said or said differently. But the simple fact of the matter is I feel like I got out what I needed to get out today and convey to our audience. Yeah. And I hope that all of you here on Twitch who have been with us, those of you who will be listening in the podcast, thank you for being on this journey with us. Thank you so much. Like, we really appreciate it. We appreciate your support and being here. It is is beyond kind. And I know this is something we've said over and over again, that, like, these peer conversations are important. It's also important for us to be able to, like, have a space space to talk about it, too, right? So. I also wanted to mention, too. Thank you. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's something that we do all the time. We interrupt each other constantly. Fine. I know, I know. But what's what's nice is that we also recognize it and That's we apologize true. and then continue yeah, yeah. forward. Bumping so. into Joe. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Pardon, pardon me. After you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sid, your Canadian is showing, even though you're not sorry. Canadian. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Well, sorry. I know. It's terrible. I'm sorry. I am. Um, I'm Canadian. Just, it's fine. I can make some totally out of fine. myself. One one of the things that I um I want to say to to our audience is we we love and encourage feedback from these episodes um and especially to our podcast audience we'd love to hear any feedback that you have uh you can reach out to us at um backpainpals at gmail.com and the reason i bring it up is because we do want to hear feedback like that's the most important thing with this entire sort of journey that we're on is just to hear what people have to say so if you know you've heard anything with this one this podcast or others please let us know you know we'd love to hear it that's honestly the reason that we're doing this is just to hear what people have to say what part you know how did this conversation or others um impact you that's all mm-hmm. and hopefully um we try to do this with kindness yeah first yes and and, and if there's something that you heard that we were inaccurate about or that we were completely off the mark or ended up that um, because I'm learning like some of the language that I have is not mm-hmm. healthy and it's not kind. And I've been very lucky that I've had individuals being like, hey, by the way, that specific word that you use, that's actually an ableist term or that's actually this kind of term. Don't, um, and it's not a good one. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a leftover from from <laughs> a, the people that I was raised from, by yeah, from the past. Yeah, that to me, it doesn't mean anything mm. at all. Would, but it actually ends up being a really unhealthy term. Yeah. So um, please, please let us know if we've, if there are any lines that we've crossed that we shouldn't have either. Absolutely. We're, right? we're okay with being wrong. Cause Just if tell we us. don't know, if we don't know, we're going to make the yeah. same mistake. You again. don't know what you don't know. Right. right? <laughs> Precisely. So um, I think we did it. I oh, think we got there. Friend, I feel kind of Yeah, I was going to say, we're right at two hours, you. dude. I, I think... Um, yeah, this has been our longest has it? one, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it? so. I think so. I think so. I think it's also because we like we did like extra work and we stuff like did. that. And we just really want to make sure that we did this yeah. well. Because of, again, and we mentioned earlier, there is so much misinformation yeah. There are so many misconceptions and just information that is unhealthy and unkind out there that we wanted to make sure that we did this. Oh my gosh. And beliefs and like internalized beliefs of other people that are untrue. (laughs) 
<laughs> like that one's Talk also a difficult. Again. Oh, All the mines. Right? <laughs> but yeah, oh but I think we did it. So I think many we got there, so I'm gonna yeah. mute and I'll let you uh take over and do the thing, my friend. Excellent. Thank to, you. Sid, thank you for course, being here. To um to L and D's amazing Twitch community and to the podcast community. Thank you guys for being here and uh, I'll see you on the next one. All right, let's transition over. And all of you gals, guys, and non-binary pals, thank you for being here, for being part of this stream. Sid and I, it, interestingly enough, uh, Sid and I started this podcast because one of our chatters was like, hey, you two should do a podcast. And both Sid and I were like, oh my goodness, yes, yes, we should. That is a great idea. And that's how that came about. Simple as that was that someone was just like, you should do a podcast. And we're like, yes. Yeah, we're going to do this. Um, I know who we're going to raid out to. And it's one of our EBGG members. And I'm very excited um, to be sharing our community with them. They are a wonderful streamer. Um, but they have just, just gone live, so they're not quite ready yet. So I'm just going to stall for a little bit of time here, um, just for a bit, um, just so <laughs> we're not rating them when they're not ready to be alive yet. Cause that's a little, uh, as fun as that is. And I've done that before. <laughs> Gotta make sure <laughs> to not like rate in when they're not expecting anything. Yeah. This was a good one, and I'm glad that we talked about it. Um, some of the subjects that we talked about today um, were avoidance and flashbacks. We talked about high emotional responses, along with impacts of the belief system, internalizing pessimism and self-blame. Uh, we touched on depression and anxiety being long-term effects and having irritability over small things along with like restlessness, difficulty sleeping and constant tiredness, having anger outbursts, sometimes both externally and internalizing that anger. Uh, we went over, and this is a very, very, very powerful one that definitely touches on a lot of people, the if only, if only, if only this, if only that how much chronic pain and PTSD can isolate you from everyone because you are in an experience that is so isolating in and of itself. And the grief, the grief you feel of the loss of a life that you could have had if you didn't have this chronic pain or the things that you were losing because of this chronic pain. Now, because these subjects are so heavy, if you need to take a little bit of time and do some self-care, I really highly recommend doing so. There are some self-care I'm going to be doing after stream as well, just to sort of like decompress from this, because this was a very difficult topic that both Sid and I sort of even avoided for a little while. <laughs> I know, I know it's fine, friend. It's okay. It's okay. We, we covered it a little bit. We covered it a little bit, but... Uh, <clears throat> yes, please be sure. <laughs> yeah, well, we have a, a million of what ifs and if onlys for sure. But be sure, especially if you've been here with us for this entire conversation, there's a lot of things that we went through. Be kind to yourself. 
do a little self-care, even if it's just having a glass of water or going for a walk or doing a stretch or just like watching a silly little TikTok that makes you happy. And um, I'm going to share one that I've been watching for <laughs> constantly for days that just brings me a whole bunch of joy because um, you know I was going to be able to share this. This one makes me giggle. And laughter is really healing and it's really important. So please watch that. Know that every time I see it, it makes me giggle every single time. <laughs> All right. I think our friend is going to be just about ready. So let's get this raid started. Please be sure to grab that raid message. Here are my socials if you are interested be sure to grab that raid message. And all of you gals, guys, and non-binary pals, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I hope that you get a really, really good night's rest and that you wake up to a beautiful morning. Thank you for choosing to spend your time here with Sid and myself. I really, really appreciate it. Because these, these conversations, as difficult as they are, they are important. And your time is precious. And the fact that you are here means so, so much to us. All right, you take care of yourselves. Be good to your hearts. And Sid and I will catch you in the next podcast. We do our podcasts once every two Sundays. And we will catch you then. All right, you take care. Love, 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 love. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Goodbye now. Know that I am still waving at the screen even though you can't see me. Okay, take care. Bye. That was our show. And on behalf of LMD and myself, I want to thank you so much for being here. If you want to see either of us and visit our streaming communities, please visit my friend LMD at twitch.tv forward slash lesbian next door, all one word, or myself at twitch.tv forward slash Sid underscore Coletti. That's C-I-D underscore C-O-L-E-T-T-I. Also, we encourage and appreciate any and all feedback, so please feel free to email us at backpainpals at gmail.com. That's backpainpals, B-A-C-K-P-A-I-N-P-A-L-S at gmail.com. And let us know what you think or any ideas that you might have for our show or any feedback you'd like to share. Until next time, thank you for stopping by and listening. And we appreciate you and uh, take care. <laughs>